Welcome to the Jackson Hole Report podcast, your guide to all things real estate in beautiful Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole is our little slice of heaven and it's no surprise that real estate here is booming. There's so much information out there, but with our 26 years of experience, we are here to discuss and dissect Jackson's real estate market so you don't have to. Join us for a little education, useful tips, and advice on how to buy and sell in this wonderful place we call home. Hey there, everyone. Kara here. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Jackson Hole Report podcast. It's that exciting time of year when we release our quarterly report. Half a year has gone by, and we've got all the stats and data here to help you navigate the real estate market in Jackson Hole. So Devin and I are here, and we are especially excited today because we have a special guest, the owner and managing broker of our wonderful team here at Engel and Volker's Jackson Hole, Andrew Ellett. <laughs> Welcome, Andrew. Thank Welcome, you. Andrew. I love the first time I was on with you. I think um, my wife, Crystal, joined us, and um, it's a pleasure to be back. Thanks for thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you all know, Andrew is our fearless team leader here. He's our hype man, overall wonderful human being who makes it all happen for us here at ENV. so we're happy to have you on. Thank you. That being said... Back to business. So uh, our market has been absolutely crazy over the past year. Medium prices, overall sales, and property values are all increasing seemingly daily. But what I want to know is, is this real estate feeding frenzy over? Like what, what is the data telling us and what are we seeing as, what are we seeing on the ground as agents? Yeah, so the feeding frenzy, that is kind of the only way to describe what went on earlier this year, right, Andrew? I mean, we had panic buying going on. People had all this um, sense of urgency to leave the city. They weren't being able to go outside last year. And so they were wanting to buy something and close as quickly as they could and pay whatever it took to make that happen. And over the last 30 to 60 days, I'd say, We've definitely noticed that that panic buying has subsided for the most part. You'll still see a few sales here and there. Um, what would you say, Andrew? What do you th- what have you no, felt I would going agree. on? I mean, I, I think of the factors. You know, if we go back to Memorial Day 2020, which right that after that week, I believe, was when we had been shut down for two two and a half months, and then we opened back up. COVID was raging. Um, there was urgency, you might even call it fear, you know, fleeing COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, people were also leaving, um, you know, uh, places like California and other places that were sort of overregulated. Um, and there was civil unrest, you know, in a lot of areas in the West Coast. So all of those things, plus just high taxes, which, you know, were, were the case even before COVID and remain. Uh, pushed a lot of people our way. I think people were thinking about it for a long time, but the one thing that really pushed them over the line was, at least for many of our buyers, I think, was the ability, the flexibility to work remotely. Absolutely. You know, many times when they showed up last summer or last fall, they'd already worked remotely from home for six months and expected to do so for the near future. And so at that point they said, well, why not? Why wouldn't I like actually live in 
move mm-hmm. to Jackson and Paradise. live there. You know, after <laughs> yeah. all this time. For sure. Um, we're going to jump in and do, we're going to throw out some stats for you today, but it's just a brief overview so that we know there's some of you that really love these numbers. There's also some of you that are listening because you don't love all the numbers. <laughs> so we'll throw some out for you. Visit our website um, to read the whole report, the entire thing. Um, so our overall number of sales are up 86% in this first six months of the year. And the median price for a single family home increased 45%. And I, we can directly relate that to the number of active listings dropping by 55%. So what that means is we still have a huge supply and demand issue going on. It's a seller's market still. I don't know about you two, but I hear a buzz on the street the last few weeks, like we're seeing price reductions, the market must be going down. And and (laughs) from what I'm seeing is there are price reductions. They were people, sellers shooting for the moon. They Mm -hmm. saw this feeding frenzy going on and went, well, heck, if I can get that, if I can get this, I'll move. I'm gonna you try, know, try. <laughs> and yeah. the more power to them, I do the same thing. There's definitely been a little bit of price um, gouging, yeah. but it, it's still a really strong market. Prices are going up, the inventory is going down. At the end of June 2020, there were 323 overall listings. Today, a year later, there are 145. So that's where our supply issue is coming in. Just three months ago, though, at the end of quarter one, 2021, there were only 64 active listings. So we have seen an increase these last few months, which is not uncommon because most sellers wait until the summer to put their property on the market anyway. So there are three reasons that we can attribute to this kind of feeding frenzy being over. Um, we talked about the the panic, the fear, that kind mm-hmm. of ending. Um, we're also not seeing sight unseen offers as much as we were. Um, it, people were putting in these bids on properties just to get them. They were offering over list price. It maybe wasn't really what they wanted. A lot of them fell out of contract when people actually mm-hmm. came to see them. Came to visit. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of the reason uh, that we're not seeing as much is partly just less of the urgent urgency to do that. But I think the other thing that we experienced is, you know, having a lot of listings as we do with England Bulkers, like buyers or excuse me, sellers would take those very strong sight unseen buyer offers, but then buyers would fly out and say, oh, this isn't what I want at all, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so sellers became very reluctant to enter into a contract unless that person had been on the ground, had seen the property, you know, because they don't want to lose the momentum they have of listing a property with such a low inventory. So um, I think we we definitely saw pushback from sellers on on those offers as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. The second reason that we attribute this to is the fact that inventory is down. We have a strong seller's market, which we already touched on. Number three is there are no homes listed for under a million dollars in Teton County right now, and there are no condos listed for under 500,000, which means local inventory for our workforce to buy has all but disappeared. I mean, it's reached the point where doctors and lawyers Mm -hmm. are are unable to buy a property in Jackson. So, I think too we're seeing 
second homeowner uh, buyers in our market that typically would buy something sort of in the zoning, you know, the lodging overlay, mm-hmm. you know, in the Teton Village or something like that, actually buying um, in the local markets, mm-hmm. you know, like the Rafter J and, you know, East Jackson, which is interesting. It's become more common. Absolutely. And the and w- one more reason to throw in is the overall number of properties under contract right now are down 38%. And that's just due to the lack of inventory. So we're just having fewer sales, but the prices are still, um, they're still, they're still strong. So there is one segment of the market, though, Andrew, that we're still seeing this kind of frenzy going on, right? Yeah, it, it used to be that um, you know I think vacant land sales play a, a second fiddle to um, you know residential um, sales, but. Not so right now that the residential vacant land uh, segment of the market has never been stronger. Um, lot sales are up uh, 110% um, and inventory levels for vacant land have dropped to a 50 year low of, I believe last we checked, 34 yeah. vacant land listings. So um, yeah, that segment of the market is not slowing down. Uh, although it will <laughs> probably if there's, <laughs> if there's uh, not more inventory soon. And, and if, if lumber prices keep going the way they are, I'm no, I'm no ex, I'm not even going to try and be an expert on that. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> if plywood's still so expensive, <laughs> we'll see how much building's going on. So, okay, we're going to jump into the overall market. When compared to the first six months of 2020, the overall market has soared 86% more sales and $1.29 billion in dollar volume. That is up 114%, which is an all-time high I mean, it's gotta be. for JH. The segment where the number of sales increased the most was residential vacant lots, like Andrew was just talking about. It's up 110% when you compare it to this time last year. Wow. Um, looking to the future, what, what does all this mean? With inventory levels at historic lows, we have a huge lack of inventory under a million and an estimated of 50% of our previous buyers from our market expect the number of sales to slow in the second half of 2021. So not saying prices are going to go down necessarily, <laughs> but we're probably going to see fewer sales. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little plateau. There's also, um, when we're talking about the overall market, there is one section that really shined. And I think Andrew called it the winner when we were visiting the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, in town sales. So town of Jackson or what we commonly call just East Jackson, but really East Jackson, Midtown, um, that whole area um, experienced the most activity. There's 158 sales. Um, and that accounted for 37% of all the sales in the valley. Um, and 24% of that total volume, which was over 300 million. So just in town, just, just in, town. in town. And I mean, you know, I think some of, you know, pre COVID town became more and more popular, like mm-hmm. just the convenience mm-hmm. of being able to walk or bike to snow King or, uh, cash Creek or restaurants or bars, like just became. Uh, popular but I think more than ever even if you thought uh, didn't think about living in town before 
uh, when you've seen some of the traffic uh, at <laughs> five o'clock heading out to, to Wilson, I think you're you're rethinking that. Right? Yeah, so. and you're maybe getting an e-bike. E-bikes are more popular than ever these days. E-bikes and living in town are where it's at these days. I got passed by mom uh, with two kids on the back of the bike. And yep. She was doing like three times my speed uh, yeah. heading out to Wilson the other day. So. I'm telling you, the e-bikes. I, 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 see, I see kids driving their siblings to school on e-bikes now. That's uh-huh. great. That's it's at. Um, we'll jump into the luxury market nets, which we'll just touch on briefly because we do dedicate a whole special report to the luxury market. So if you have any interest in that, let us know and we're happy to ship it off to you. So we consider the luxury market anything priced at $5 million and above right now. We might have to change that number <laughs> considering yeah. what's been going on, but for right now, that's what we're using. Um, we had 74 sales over five million this first six months of the year. And the hottest segment of this market was between five and 10 million, where there were 51 sales, which is up 89%. So that that really was on fire. Single family homes claimed 65% of luxury sales and about 38% of them were on the West Bank. Um, Luxury listings under contract are down and the most expensive listing in Jackson as of today is a home north of town that's 8,000 square feet, a 3,600 square foot guest house, 278 acres, and it's priced at 69.5 million. You know, just just pocket change. Pocket change, <laughs> right? So we've got a, we've got a big one up there. Um, Overall inventory of active listings in the luxury market has declined, just like the rest of the market. It's following suit, and um, homes under a million are non-existent. So, and this is just consistent with, you know, everything we've talked about. How the market is kind of not necessarily slowing down, but just taking taking a breather. Yeah, taking a breather <laughs> for sure. Um, Single-family homes. I just kind of jumped into that a little bit early. The current, you know, the least expensive single-family home in Teton County as of today is $1.6 million. And this is an interesting little factoid. On July 1st, 2011, there were 104 homes listed for under a million. So a lot's changed in a decade yeah. here. Yeah. Um, just jumping into single-family home stats, the average sale price was up 23%. To 4.2 million for a single-family home, the median price um, is up to 2.75 million, and both are record-setting. So the market's continuing to go up. Home inventory is going down. We only have 76 listings. This is also due in part to the fact that 43% of single-family home listings are above $5 million right now. (laughs) I got out out my budget. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really, it's skewing that number upwards because we do have a lot of luxury listings right now. Okay, we'll jump into condo and townhome sales real quick. Um, Inventory of this segment of the market decreased right now because there are only 23 active listings and the average list price hit an all-time high of 2.8 million. Of 77%. Wow. Of the current available inventory, 
just 26% of that is listed for less than a million and the least expensive was 545,000. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure why people are holding on to their condos and townhomes so hard <laughs> right now. They're, they're not letting <laughs> them go. Um, I don't know if it's possibly, Andrew, maybe you have a theory on this because they're in the, a lot of them are located in the resort markets and the rentals are going nuts on them. So they don't feel any need to sell them. That's kind of my theory, but Andrew might have his well, own. I mean, you know, some of these condos are owned by second homeowners. The, looked at it purely as an investment. Um, but I think there's a, a large contingent of people, locals that still live here, um, and they live in these properties, and while they've enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing tremendous appreciation over the last year, two, three years, um, to move up to the next market segment um, seems to be out of reach. Mm-hmm. You know, the next market segment, and, and other metro markets might be just 100 grand more, or 200 grand more, whereas, here the spread might be 500 to a million. So right. instead, they elected to stay put, um, refinance, and um, you know, not yeah. move up mm-hmm. to the next segment. For sure. So I mean, we threw out a few numbers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's so many more that get very specific. Go on the website. We can sign you up for the reports. What does all this mean if you're a buyer and seller though right I now? I mean, it's a, it's a seller's market, right? It's, Correct. But something important to note is that it, even for the buyers out there, it's not, it's not the end, it's not the end of end all for you, right? Like that's why you hire experts. That's why you reach out to, you know, the experts like Andrew and Devin to walk you through how to be competitive in this market and buy a home. I mean, it can happen. It's happening every day. So don't get discouraged by it. Um, and if you want to sell your home, no better time than the present. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely right. I mean, if, you know, speaking specifically to sellers, you know, you're hearing pretty much nothing but good news. The market is hotter than ever. The, the highest prices we've ever seen in Teton County are happening right now. Um, there's very low inventory. So those are all good factors, you know, just the one thing that Devin and I, you and I were talking just yesterday that I, I think it is still worth sellers being mindful of, and that is, is that things that have changed maybe in the last just 60, 90 days is that there is less urgency and mm-hmm. panic buying in the market than we saw six months ago, a year ago, certainly. Um, also, you know, there's less affordability um, for a buyer. so. Buyers have less buying power because a home that they could have purchased maybe last summer for two, two and a half is now four, right? Mm -hmm. There's fewer buyers for that. Um, We're seeing inflation happening in the overall, like the the domestic market in the US. So there's less buying power there. Um, I know that some of my clients are wondering, hey, will I be recalled back to to Mm -hmm. my job in San Francisco or New York? Um, and so there's a little bit less certainty there. Um, and so what we're seeing is just uh, some skepticism in the market with buyers, um, thinking, Hey, is that property really worth that amount, that price tag to be put on? Consequently, although the market is strong as ever, we're seeing, um, some listings, higher days on market, um, and a little bit of pushback on prices. A lot of that, as you said, Devin, was people maybe shooting for the moon on price to begin with, not necessarily pricing it within the market. But it's something to be wary of, particularly if you're a seller that says, 
hey, you know, I'm going to list this and I really, the plan is to sell this in 90 days, right? We, we right. need to be mindful of those factors when pricing it. Absolutely. I call it, you want to find the sweet spot. And, mm -hmm. and there is a fine balance between overpricing a property and pricing it well so that you get multiple offers and maybe you even get some over list price. So those are all things that we go over with our sellers when we meet with them to find out what their goals are. And we also offer free market analysis on your property because there's a lot of people right now that are just curious. They maybe don't have any intentions of selling, but they're seeing all their neighbor's properties just go for these crazy amounts and they wanna know what theirs is worth. So that's a service that we offer to the community. Um, it's free of charge, it's no obligation. You just call us and we will give you a full report on what your property value is. So we encourage you to do that anytime. Yeah, it's, it's important that, I mean, even for tax purposes, I mean, it could be for oh, yeah. any reason, it's always good to know the value of your property in in this moment. It could change next year, we'll do a C another CMA for you next year, yep. or in a couple months, but it's, I think it's a very useful tool, just in general. Or if you're just curious. You I just know. know. <laughs> and sellers, you know, if you are thinking of selling your home, and you are ready to start talking to brokers, we really invite you to interview us. Andrew and I love being interviewed. We love to earn the business and we love to show you what we will do for you. So we invite you to interview us and let us give you, a we call it the whiteboard listing presentation. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it takes about an hour and we'd love to have you into the shop and do that. We love, you know, sometimes it's not necessary. Certainly that we have clients that have worked with us for a decade or more, but on the other hand, this, we are the experts, but on the other hand, uh, it is a dialogue between us and our clients as far as what are your goals. I mean, obviously it's probably getting the most for it, selling it quickly, but a lot of times there's other goals in mind. We want to help you accomplish those goals and, and come up with a marketing plan, um, a target market on basically you know, who do we believe is the buyer, the end buyer for your property and how do we target and market directly to those people? So I know that's one of the things that, you know, um, I, I really think is the bread and butter of Ingle and Volkers. Uh, this mentality of sticking a sign in the yard and waiting for the phone to ring, that's just it's no. not acceptable. Right? It was funny, we were doing an open house yesterday and we already, we, we put that property on the market the day before had it under contract and we were serving lunch there and a couple brokers went, why are you still serving lunch? Why are you still having an open house? Because I said, we still do all the things for every yes. listing throughout yeah, every yeah. stage. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it absolutely, when you said the stick the sign in the yard and wait, that we don't mm -hmm. do that at all. I say it all the time. In fact, I probably even said it on your last podcast, but you know, we talk about luxury. We talk uh -huh. about Newell Volkers being in the luxury market. Um, luxury is not a price point, no. it's a service level. So Absolutely. whether you have a, a starter condo or a legacy estate, you're going to get the full, uh, you know, the full tool bag uh, mm -hmm. that Ingle and Volkers totally. offers when it comes to marketing and service. Mm -hmm. um, and before we sign off, we have some exciting news because we do work down in Alpine and Star Valley. Mm -hmm. And Andrew, I'll let you make the big announcement to everyone. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Um, you know, we've spent three years finding um, a perfect culture fit um, down there um, and with the team. Um, some of your listeners are familiar with Shay DeMello um, and her team um, that works down there. She's one of the big three 
producers down there, absolute consummate professional, just a wonderful person um, that we're delighted to bring on uh, to the Ingle and Volker's team. And with that, we are opening a new shop. We signed the lease um, two weeks ago, Friday, Friday morning. We started demo Friday afternoon. Um, and we're looking forward to bringing the shop online in about four to six weeks. That's really exciting. Um, it's right downtown, too. To have a home base yep. in Alpine. Right, mm-hmm. right on the strip there in Alpine. It's going to be a beautiful shop um, and just a, another home base for us to bring in um, many of our um, Lincoln County clientele in for exactly uh, the, for you know to meet with them um, and really just get um, our brand more exposure in that valley I, I just find wherever I go whether it's Teton County Lincoln County Fremont County um, people might be not might not yet be familiar with the England Volkers name but they certainly respond well to like premier service absolutely and, and what we represent there so. one of the best parts of coming to the shop too is that if you come for a whiteboard you can go you can go to lunch at Persephone, you can grab a beer down the road, we're right down we're right downtown Jackson, and now we're right in Alpine where you can do the exact same thing. Exactly. So well, my tastes have changed a little CMA. bit. I, I've been hitting the taco truck uh, just oh, about every or the taco bus, excuse mm-hmm. me, the taco bus mm-hmm. down there. So that that's uh, definitely an experience. Yeah. So we're thrilled to have a shop down there. Yeah. Luke does a ton of business down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to follow up this podcast about the Jackson market with one with Shay and Luke about the Alpine Star Valley market because it's blowing up too. Alpine has become um, more expensive to live in and we're seeing our workforce being forced to commute from either farther away now. So we want to talk about that and um, give you some more information about our other markets that we work in next. So. Awesome. Yeah, well, it's safe to say that we are excited to see what the rest of the year brings. Uh, so if you are too, just a reminder that you can access all of the data that we've said today, as well as, I mean, you can dig in, you can go pretty deep into this. Um, it's in written form, and you can sign up for our quarterly report. So just head to jhreport.com, and you can have all of this at your fingertips. Um, or, and again, always feel free to reach out with any questions. If you have podcast ideas or just want to chat about how ridiculously hot it's been in Jackson, I mean anything, just reach out to us. <laughs> so thank you again, Andrew, thanks for, for, for hosting great. with us. Yeah. And a huge thanks to everyone for listening in again. And we are so grateful for our fans, our clients, and our friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Hello, everyone. Kara here. Just wanted to say thanks for listening in. If you have any questions or comments on what was said, head to www.jhreport.com where you can find all of our contact info or if you love to read, you can head to that site and sift through our extensive luxury real estate report that verifies all the data recorded today and honestly, it's just a wealth of Our podcast today was sponsored and produced by The Beaming Group, working with Anglin Volkers in beautiful Jackson, Wyoming.